point start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a podcast for the new evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and if I sound clear, it's because we are recording this once again in the diocesan uh, recording studio, audio recording studio. Yes, I'm getting a nod from our producer extraordinaire, um, Tim Stanek. So anyway, with me are my regular guest co-hosts. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> Father Dickinson um, is uh, at, a, at a national conference with the Fellowship of Catholic University Students Focus. Um, and so filling in um, quite ably is Renee Leach. Hi, Renee. Hello, Chris. Happy, How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, a guest guest co-host, Phil this. Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. Hi, Phil. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Great. Who are Great. you? Who am I? I... I am a Catholic young adult. Oh, uh, and I... Who's <laughs> this guy we picked work, up on the street? No, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 well, stop right there, Phil. Yes. I am a Catholic young adult. You are a Catholic younger adult. Renee is a Catholic old adult. Let's just get that clear. Okay. Right so we had to have yeah. one slam, At one least. age slam. This, yeah. There it is. The, get it on the table. Oh, that, that's fine. Okay, Perfect. anyway, so... Well, okay. So, anyway, I work at the cathedral uh, handling their operations. What cathedral? What, what Our cathedral of St. Joseph, oh, the beautifully oh. newly restored... Cathedral of St. Joseph. In Sioux Falls. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And, you know, handling their day-to-day operations and uh, a few other duties, but, yeah. And uh, you born and raised here in Sioux Falls? Born and raised in Sioux Falls. Went to the, through the Catholic school system in Sioux Falls. Graduate of O'Gorman and graduate of St. Thomas out of the Twin Cities. Spent a few years in seminary and um, continued there after... Uh, discerning out, but continuing there, graduating, and then coming back here to Sioux Falls to work. Um, and I, if I recall, well, I do recall correctly that you, you went to cathedral for a long time growing up. Yep. However, um, I, I think you, you live, or lived at least, your parents maybe, live within the boundaries of the illustrious St. Lambert's. That would, be, that would be correct. That, yeah, that, we I live just, uh, yeah. very far east in Sioux Falls. Yeah, well... <laughs> Isn't, isn't the, it's to the east, look to the east, isn't that where Jesus will come from the, anyway. Sounds right. Um, so. There's just a little bit of prejudice for the east side Catholics over here. You know, I'm a west sider, so. Here's, here's my, my oh. two cents on that. Uh, if you actually Google search St. Lambert's and you go to one review, I don't know who would have written this review. I did not write that but review. But I'm pretty I know sure talking about. this review says Chancery East <laughs> and, and that's it. If you're not a regular to the podcast, I think it's been mentioned before, but uh, a large number of diocesan staff belong to uh, St. Lambert Parish in Sioux Falls. A beautiful parish. Uh, indeed. But there are multiple beautiful parishes in Sioux Falls. So. Yes, but some are beautifuler than others. And <laughs> okay, we're just going to stop. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so Phil, we, we, um, Phil is our guest, guest co-host uh, because he is a younger adult. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, Renee had the idea that it, it might be uh, interesting and informative, hopefully, to, to talk about um, living out your Catholic faith as a Catholic young adult as a young adult um, in, in today's culture. Um, I actually had an ulterior motive because I'm the mother of right. young adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And See, so, now, if you're the mother of, of young adults, that by definition means that you're an... I'm an older Catholic exactly. woman. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
So, so what, what we were thinking um, is, is that Phil, if you could just start a little bit by by talking about. You, you already mentioned it, you you uh, uh, a couple years ago graduated from St. Thomas yep. uh, and, and moved back here and are and are working in, in the Sioux Falls area. So just talk about, and I know because I know from knowing you in our conversations before, some of the the, the difficulties, struggles, challenges of of. Trying to, you know, I think for for Catholic college kids, having been one once myself, a long time ago, well, <laughs> not as long as some. Um, the the difficulty is, you know, when you're at college, where do you belong? Mm-hmm. In terms of, I mean, I was still a member of my hometown parish, even though that was two hours away. Mm-hmm. But I but I went to mass or longer uh, in some places. But I went to mass, so it's sort of you're in this this no man's land, so to speak. And then afterwards, though. Okay, whether it's coming home or wherever you move, you, you maybe register with a parish or find a parish and, and start going to church. But it's a, it, in my experience, at least, I'm here, curious to hear what you your experience has been. It, it's it can be hard to get involved and to feel like you belong to the parish community. Yeah, I would agree with that because certainly that truth is unfortunately well known that uh, it is hard and and perhaps there's I won't comment on it now, but there's you know a deeper reality that yeah, when you leave college, when you leave these groups, that you're um, so invested in in college, Catholic college, or wherever you're at, uh, when you come back in, you know, you're forced to kind of, you know, identify yourself and, and find that identity and see where you fit in. Um, I would speak to the fact that it's um, part of, in my own experience here in Sioux Falls, is, you know, it does in some ways depend on, you know, the size of your city, where you've been, um, and or kind of where you're moving to if you're uh, leaving where you go to college at and kind of where you're starting to establish your life at. Um, it's, it's an instance where, you know, in Sioux Falls here, we, we really, I, I believe we have a beautiful Catholic community and part of the, uh, what goes with that is, you know, we have great people, uh, and we have had great people lead our diocese and lead, uh, different groups within our Sioux Falls area and kind of Eastern South Dakota. Um, and so when you come back and when you know about these groups, um, you know, what I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is sometimes it can be a bit of um, a wave. You know, you have a great surge um, of, of faith in a certain aspect. I would say that um, anyone who's listening and, you know, maybe actively listens to Catholic podcasts and um, is involved with the um, Catholicism in America would know that hopefully that uh, youth is on the rise. There are a lot of passionate and engaged Catholic youth. Um, I would say probably worldwide, you know, but I mean, it's, I've seen it personally in my, since I've been uh, out of high school and in college, I'm six years now out of high school. I've seen it really grow. And I've seen it where, um, you know, from, from beginning to, to now, it's, it's only kind of growing. You know, young adults, they, they want to be engaged and they want the fullness and the beauty and the truth of the Catholic Church and, and all its glory and all that it really offers. And so, Kind of coming back to that vocal dynamic, uh, it can be hard. So I guess I'm a long-winded way of just kind of reaffirming that, yeah, that is difficult. But that um, part well, of be, before you say before you continue, the why is it difficult? Do you think? What, what, and maybe, maybe speak for yourself or for for other mm-hmm. um, young Catholic, Catholic young adults, who, Catholic young adults who you know. Sure, perhaps part of it's difficult because again, we we do come in kind of from a different group. We know kind of what we're used to, what we like, and we try to find that, right? Mm. And, and so that there's always a hard time kind of actually getting into, or 
being willing to actually say, you know what, it's not going to be exactly the same as when I was in college. You know, in most cities, they're not going to, if you don't have a Catholic college there, you're not going to have a, a great active Catholic Newman Center just sure. operating in Sioux Falls here, right. for example. But um, I think if you can get past that, that's, I mean, one of your, your starting points is, of course, getting outside your comfort zone. That's kind of, in some ways, basic to any time we have to make these new changes or we're, or we're kind of adjusting in our lives. Um, so I'd say that's one reason. So, and, and we'll come back to this, but the implicit in that then is... Mm-hmm. Um, the difficulty of, of there not necessarily, if, if, when there's not already a, a community or an active group of young Catholic mm-hmm. adults, uh, if, there, if that's not present, um, that can be the, the source of challenges. Yes. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Anything else come to mind? Um, not exactly, but yeah. I think one thing that I've, I've, I've sometimes heard is just when, when you go to Mass, you know, a lot of a lot of parishes, mass is. It, it, I don't know. Parish life, to some degree, revolves around families, mm-hmm. uh, and so if you're, uh, as most young Catholic adults are, if you're single, um, so, sometimes Catholics have, have, have just uh, I don't know, not bemoaned, but but just expressed some even frustration at the fact that it's hard for them to feel like they belong to the parish because they're not. They don't have kids, let alone they're not even married. Well, and and yeah. I would put that in a, in a broader perspective, um, and I and I think it's symptomatic of of the Sioux Falls, um, particularly. And this is just my personal experience. Um, while we have we are in a great Catholic community here in Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. and I know some of the outer areas, outer parishes are are at times envious of all the things that are going on in Sioux Falls. Yada yada yada. However. Um, my experience with my family and raising my kids and everything has been that the parishes in Sioux Falls are so large that it's very yeah. easy to get lost. Oh, yep. And it's at times very difficult to to form that sense of community when you can go to the same 930 Mass um, every Sunday and not see the same people right. every yeah. week. Yep. And mm-hmm. and it's hard to build, I think, just the size. It's It's hard to build... That sense of community where you, where you can have mm-hmm. that sharing and that and and the faith sharing and the evangelization and all that goes with it. And I think in some of the smaller parishes, then in in, in some of the other communities, there are just demographically there aren't a lot of young adults, right. particularly who are active in their Catholic faith. And so there, it's it's more of the reality that it it's just me, or there might be somebody else. So, so I, I, I might go to, and I might see the same people, but they're not nearly in the mm-hmm. same life situation that I am yeah. in. Um, so you mentioned like mm-hmm. Phil, for instance, that there is a, a, a good Catholic community here in Sioux Falls. That's not always the case everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. And what, when we can, we'll come back to that and okay. what, hopefully we can do about that. But so anything else? <laughs> um, I interrupted you earlier. It's, well, you know, I, I mean, not specifically, but I would find that um, speaking generally on the topic of young adults and kind of where they can come in, I think what is encouraging, though, is um, there is, I mean, just also speaking partly um, from my background here at the cathedral, um, a lot of young adults also go to those parishes like the cathedral. um, And I don't know if it's, again, just based on kind of their past experience um, of where they've been, but... um, you know, what I'm getting around to here is that uh, there's something that's um, within that young adult's 
um, mentality when they're seeking to grow in their faith and they're seeking to live that out, you know, they want to go to the Mother Church of the Diocese. And so actually at the cathedral here, we've been able to try, um, been trying to, um, you know, grab those young adults. And when you see them, you know, our director of uh, faith formation down there at the cathedral is Joe Rutten, and he's very good at, at noticing them, like when they're at noon mass or if they're they're on Sundays. They're, he has noticed an amazing number of not just you know, young couples, but, you know, just young adults in general, just by themselves even sometimes um, at the cathedral that we have never noticed before. And we've, we've both have been there now for a couple of years. So part of it, too, is just I think maybe I'm hopefully reaffirming what you said, that parish dynamic and that some parishes um, – you know, if they're smaller, you might just kind of fit in there, but there not, might not be the opportunity. Or at bigger parishes, um, there might be opportunities, but you just you do just kind of get lost in it. Um, but I find that, um, at least at the cathedral, um, within Sioux Falls and with some of the youth that I've gotten to meet, they understand that it is a mother church. And so uh, hopefully a few of us here at the cathedral and in the Sioux Falls area, we've been able to realize that and say, okay, so they're coming now. How do we feed them? So just a comment really on the side of. So, and to that about. point, we'll, we'll <clears throat> talk about what, what the young adults can do if, if, if they're looking for something, they can't find community, et cetera. But, but to the point you were just making, what can parishes do? And, and, and then we'll talk about what, what can parents do mm-hmm. uh, insofar as they're able. But what can, what, what, beginning with parishes, what, what, what do you think parishes could do to make themselves more young adult friendly, so young to speak? Well, I suppose part of that is um, if the always starting with the pastors, not to ever we would never throw our pastors under the bus. That's not the idea. But understanding that, um, maybe paraphrasing what you just said, but when you're a young adult and you come into a parish, you're already kind of putting yourself out there, and so it can be very easy to just fall into the flow of things. And so, if there could be in some ways, just um, uh, whether it's the pastor or whomever else, but um, you know, a way to um, actually engage these young adults as you see them, because you're not going to know them. It's not always easy to make these connections, but to say, if we see them, and they're obviously like a young adult in this case, then they're not just going to naturally fall into this sometimes. Like if, say, we're a very large parish, they might not just jump into something. We have to go out and reach them. That's mm. right. That's a, that's a basic of a discipleship, I think. And hopefully that's well known is that you always go out and meet them where they're at. Um, you will get some that come to you, and that's that's beautiful. But um, actually, going out and meeting them where they're at is uh, to be remembered. I think, especially in this case with young adults, and if you see them, you gotta kind of go after them. I could be better at that. I'm not always great, but okay. So, um, so I guess that would be specifically on parishes and what they can do. Um, I also think, in my own experience with young adults and different events like that, that. Hopefully there's also just a, a common vision amongst the parishes in Sioux Falls and Sioux Falls, for example, but any local parishes. If there's something going on at Holy Spirit, that's really a, a great event. Um, I, I say Holy Spirit easily and easily there because they, they do have uh, Catholic young adult or um, these search retreats, which are oriented towards high school students, but there are college age and young adults that help with it. It really has been a great experience for a number of Catholic young adults. And so I think that ideally, again, our parishes are promoting that. It's promoted on the confirmation level because students go there and they can Mm -hmm. receive their confirmation requirement. But that's, again, limiting those retreats to, oh, it's just a confirmation retreat. Young adults can come in and they can can witness, 
just by being there. That's their presence, you know. And so I think also having just a unity of vision as far as what events are going on. And again, I think we all so publicizing, marketing, publicizing, getting yeah, word we out. Say that, right? Do we do? Does our diocese mark? Not that's and that sounds terrible. Um, does our do you know like with the search programs and different things? Does our diocese um, work with any of the local? college campuses to try to get that information out there and promote them at that level? I do. I think in it, when we say local, I would say that at the Newman Centers, there's certainly a presence, um, whether it's Northern or, or State or down at USD. There's certainly a knowledge of it just because of um, the connections that Search has already made. But, you know, locally, um, I don't know that there is. I mean, it's... Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's, a real, um, that's a real interesting concept to me because there are there are many college campuses um in our city and we don't have a newman center Mm -hmm. right yeah the 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 um one of the challenges uh, that the city of sioux falls in particular that the catholic church uh, faces in the city of sioux falls is that the newman centers we have three newman centers in our diocese uh phil mentioned northern so northern state university in aberdeen uh there's a newman center there there's one at south dakota state in brookings and one at uh, the university of south dakota in vermilion um and then there's some a couple others that have newman clubs mm-hmm. um i think dakota state and madison has one. Yeah. um but if, if you look at those those are all public colleges or universities that have a Newman centers mm-hmm. or Newman clubs and Sioux Falls just just the way that that higher education is unfolded in, in South Dakota yep. Sioux Falls does not have one but there's University Center which is um, sort of a, uh, a campus in a sense that's Quasi. a combination yeah Quasi campus. Um, and then, then we have a couple of private universities um, but that's where the, the, that's where we have some some Catholic campus ministry mm-hmm. at Augustana for instance which is a, which is a private university um, and uh, you know so so the, the, the the University of Sioux Falls would be another one, but the the, the challenge is because there's not one, yep. relatively speaking, large public college or university presence. How do you? How what do you, do you get do? in there? That's, that's, so, so, and that is you know so that that's I know that's Bishop Swain. That's a that's a, as as we're going through in our diocese the pastoral planning process. Mm-hmm. It's certainly one of the questions that 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 our bishop is looking at is how can we. Uh, provide adequate outreach and ministry yeah. to to university students, even in or particularly in Sioux Falls, because of the unique dynamics of Sioux Falls. I would agree. I mean, think about it too. It, we, we easily speak about college age, but also the young adults that come back to Sioux Falls for mm-hmm. jobs because Sioux Falls is growing. Yep. yep. And so again, sort of the same dynamic or sort of age range that a Newman Center would just cater to. And. We, and- and and I think that's a really valid point that we you know we live in this dynamic city with with all these wonderful opportunities, but what are we doing to allow our young Catholics to plug back into the church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, just to you know, uh, for those people who don't live in Sioux Falls, what do they do? Exactly, you, you two are sort of Sioux Falls centric. Oh, what's, what's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, I, I think I think I think it's an issue. Regardless of the city, how do you get your young people to plug Absolutely. in in sure. Aberdeen in wherever? So I know, I know. Again, you mentioned you're a mom of, of young Catholic adults. So, and I know you have a particular thought on on something that um, that you're thinking about trying to that that, that parents could do um, to 
Why did you talk about what year? Well, I don't my, wanna. <laughs> my children are um, my children are 19 and 21, and they are both um, on their way um, to begin a new adventure um, outside of the city of Sioux Falls. And um, they, and I'll be honest, um, as much as you can't um, beat them over the head with it, but they're not real interested in attending church right. at the moment, which um, breaks their mother's heart. Yeah. Um, but I've been praying about what can I do to be, um, you know, it, it's very difficult to stand back and watch somebody struggle with making decisions when you could, if you, you know, if they just listened to you, you'd, you'd put them on the road and they'd have it all figured out, but that's not how life works. And right. you just kind of have to, um, stay on the side and, um, and watch them go make their own decisions. But I, I, I had a morning, uh, during my morning prayers this morning, there was a devotion that came up that said that we could be um, like Aaron did for Moses. And, and while, the, while Moses was raising his hands, the, the, his army was successful. But when he lowered his hands, mm-hmm. they, they became, were, were defeated. You know, they were losing. Yeah. And he couldn't hold up his arms. And so Aaron... <laughs> held up his arms. So I think that as parents, I think that's what we're called to do Mm -hmm. is to um, support our kids. And we can't make those choices for them, but we can certainly hold their arms up while they're, while they're making these decisions. So what has been um, playing in my mind is I need, I'm going to develop for each of my children um, and their significant others, um, a Catholic survival kit or a life survival kit. And just something that I want to put in a box that will be a nice box, but that everything that they need when life doesn't have the answers for them and they're looking for answers, that they can go to this mm-hmm. box and everything that they need will be there. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that I'm going to put in there is I'm going to make sure they have a, a Catholic Bible, okay. a journal. Uh, UCAT was something that Dr. Chris had suggested to put in there. Um, a rosary. Um, hold on. What? What's a UCAT? Uh, a catechism for youth. Yeah. Okay. For youth and youth and young adults. Yeah. If you for the heard young it before, adult. It came out uh, last year. Anyway. But it's 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 small and it's slim and yep. it's not daunting and it just yep. has some of the basics in it. It's a it's a good reference manual and um, to put in a rosary and then just a book on some of the common prayers, um, a book on the new. Um, liturgy so they know have all the words they need when they do sure. decide to go back sure. to mass they have what they need maybe a, a votive candle and some matches and any what, what well, would you suggest yeah and that's what i think it's, it's such a great idea because <clears throat> you know as he's as your you know children leave or as they go off to college and, and whether or not you know if they're not, not heavily invested in church you want to give them that and so i think that's a great idea um the thing that strikes me about it is if we try to reach out to them where they're at as you know, uh, true discipleship, this is a media-driven culture. This is a, um, you know, instant gratification culture. You know, I need something now. Like, okay, if I want to get invested in the church, what do they have for me now? What can mm-hmm. I jump right into? And I think one of those things to add to that kit would be um, different ways that you could give them sort of a media connection to it because in my own just my own preference, but I mean, hopefully as students are, if they're going away to college, you know, maybe they're going to school in Minneapolis or maybe they're going out of state, you know, along these drives, 
the Catholic Church through Lighthouse Catholic Ministries or Catholic Media puts out really phenomenal talks um, on hundreds of topics. You know, I just picked one up on uh, Trust in the Lord by Father Richter out of uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Wonderful priest, phenomenal talk. And and their CDs. And their CDs. So they can just pop it into their, their CD player in their car as they're driving to school. Great idea. Um, you know, again, shameless plug podcast, but it's true. Um, I love Father Robert Barron, who did the most recent or the Catholicism series, which hopefully a lot of people are aware of now. It's got it's gained incredible uh, coverage, but he does weekly sermons. And so actually, as I'm just going through on Saturday, I can just hit my podcast app and actually listen to his sermon for that weekend. You know, it, it's you give them the essentials and that's great and that's good. And so we give them the Bible. We give them the rosary. Um, things that really, when they're struggling, I mean, they're going to go back to, and that's what they've got. That's, you know, a rock for us, but also understanding where they're at and how their what their mentality is, will get them through those other times when they're just driving and their minds just going and they're just, you know, but then they pop in that CD on, you know, how to figure out what I'm going to do in this life, you know, and there's a renowned Catholic speaker or priest who's going to give them a pretty clear view of that. And so that's just something kind of, especially in the last few months, coincidentally, that I've gotten got back gotten back into and have really appreciated. So whether or not, I mean, you're, you know, a person who's heavily invested in the faith or particularly if you're not, if you're a young adult or a college student who's just kind of um, beginning, you know, or just they need, they need that, you know, they might need that sort of extra something. So that's why I think that's something that would hopefully. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Randy, you also had mentioned to me um, putting in a, a list of the mass times wherever okay. they are. Um, and maybe, I don't know if you said this or not, but a map uh, from where they mm-hmm. live to get to those <laughs> survival kit. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that was a great idea, too, so that they, you know, if, if they do have a moment of inspiration mm-hmm. um, or God get, provides them with a moment of inspiration, that mm-hmm. make it as easy as possible for them to find the, the and, and that's kind of, kind of my thought on it is that this is going to be something that, uh, I, you know, in everybody's life there's going to come a time where you are going to be driven on your knees by life because yeah. life is mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And so if they have one box that they can go to where um, God is very present in that box, but maybe the love of their mother too, that they can just, there's Absolutely. the mass times, there's the map to get there. Mm-hmm. This is... You know, and making prayer accessible to them in a sort of easy and simple way is is huge. I mean, I'm going to hopefully make a comment here that would actually connect us back to young adults. We had a great, great group that met a few summers ago, and we've continued to meet every Sunday night in the summer. And all we do is take the Sunday gospel, and we do a time of Lectio Divina on it. And it's been hugely successful. Again, we might have times where we only have a couple people in the chapel, but there are other times when we have a dozen to 15. What uh, a young adult or a youth minister friend of mine commented on, he said, Phil, the reason that works so well is because when you can be united in prayer, you know, the instant connection is there. And so for these times when these young adults or these college students are driven to prayer, right, life brings us to that at times. If we can give them just any sort of resource, that, even if it's a little bookmark that says how to do Lexio, read it once to pray on it, read it a second time to meditate on it, read it a third time to, you know, contemplate, that's going to be huge. Yeah, we don't have, I, I talk about, you know, media and CDs and stuff, and that's great, but if it's simple and it draws them into authentic prayer, then then you've begun to you know to win the battle, mm-hmm. and that's, that's 
So the other thing that too I want to talk about, we talked about what the parish can do, what, what parents can do, and so on. But if 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 a listener is a, a, a Catholic young adult and they're invested in their faith, but they don't live in a place where there isn't um, already an existing community, what can they do? Do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, um, begin with prayer. Um, that's just sort of um, if you're if you're beginning to go down that road where you, where you really want to get invested in your faith. I mean, maybe this is a simple point to make, but, you know, always begin with prayer. Um, a few years ago when I started um, part of the job I'm doing now with another guy, that was our first step was as you begin something, you always have to begin with prayer. So I just, I guess I got to preference that. But the other aspect of that is um, self-initiation. Hmm. You have to be willing to, if, if God has put this on your heart, he's put it on your heart for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you need to be willing to invest in that. Our director of youth formation, Eric Gallagher for the diocese, um, really uh, was very good at portraying that message over the past few years to our youth, if they're going to D camps and, and other youth rallies, is that they come to these events, so these young adults, they could be in their college, they could be going to events where they just, they experience the life um, of the faith and they love it. But then when they go back home, they go back to their home parishes, they're engaged and or, or they're, they might not be so engaged. And so how do you, well, that might be you. God's calling you probably on to raise up a group. I mean, we can think of groups specifically in the area that have done that. There was one, maybe two, that said, you know what? We love DCAMP. We love whatever it is that we're uh, doing at this moment. I mean, we can see and we can feel the love of Christ. And so how do we bring that to our parish? Well, we can do that by talking to our pastor, saying, hey, I need some time to maybe meet with other young adults. And surprise, surprise, I bet your priest would love that. And Almost always they said, yeah, okay, here's the key to the church. You can meet in the, you know, the sort of parish hall whenever you want because that's inspiring to them. And so Mm -hmm. if you can understand that usually these promptings are possibly a calling on to give of your own time, you know, that's that's a huge first step. I think sometimes it it can be easy to sort of be very critical of young adults or or teenagers, youth, in that, well, why don't they just take some more initiative? And da, 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 da. But I think, <laughs> I, to be fair to them, um, and there, there, there's, uh, I think, an attitude among Catholics that that we're not, we're used to somebody else offering it, and yep. then we participate. And 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 what we need is sometimes just to give them permission. They, I think sometimes we don't think we can. Start things there. That, that, mm-hmm. That's we're not allowed to mm-hmm. do that, mm-hmm. but we are. And the, the examples that you're giving that, that certainly ha- that they have happened. And again, that's that's always we. It's good to have the knowledge and certainly the permission of the pastor, particularly if you're meeting in the church. <laughs> you need to do that. But the idea that that um, that I can't start something on my own or me and my friends or whatever, that we can't just something, mm-hmm. um, I think is, is somehow just part of the, the Catholic mentality, but it's not the case. You certainly, Very true. you can. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess I don't have a comment further, but I, I understand exactly. And I, and I see what you say um, or, or see what you've kind of laid out. And that's that, um, you know, we often do just kind of fall into the ranks. We fall into the, you know, the pew. We, we love to kind of go with others and, and it's, and I think I think that's a human response. I mm-hmm. think it's so yeah. you know, feed me, feed me, feed me <laughs> is is kind of what our mentality is. And um, what I'm learning is that 
God is, didn't say feed me. He said feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Yeah. So, you know, we're each called on to, if our hearts are open to it, if we're willing to do this, you know, it could be very simple. It could be just having a time of Lexio Divina right. on a Sunday night with yeah. another group. It doesn't have yep. to be a huge, oh, I'm going to start a youth group. Yep. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Praise God if you do. But, you know, what, what specifically for you are you being asked or, you know, prompted to do? Um, when you when you open yourself up to that in prayer mm-hmm. and ask the Lord, um, great. Anything else that either of you want to mention? Or? I just want to thank Philip for your leadership role in in the youth in Sioux Falls and for your enthusiasm and gung ho. It um, it's a good thing. Thank you. It's I love doing it. It's um, I've often mentioned that my involvement in stuff like this has been partly selfish, just because. Newsflash, it feeds us, you know. Yeah. I mean, when when young, younger adults and others uh, invest in this, you know, you're fed as well. So I'm happy to do it. I love it. Great. Thanks. Thanks Thank to you, you both for being here this week. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Ignition. God bless. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignition. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future topics, you can email me at cbergwald at sfcatholic.org. That's C-B-U-R-G-W-A-L-D at sfcatholic.org. Again, thanks for listening.